In the criminal justice system, sexually based offenses are considered especially heinous. Oh shit. In New York City, this is dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad known as the Special Victims Unit. These are their stories. All right, so I, I think I accidentally just played the um <clears throat> the the sexy the sex one this yes. view one the one where they say sex anyway this is finicky court before we start um the finicky podcast we're going to address <clears throat> what happened uh there's there's possible breaking of laws uh, Judge Tez and um I don't know what we're gonna call uh, bailiff bottom <laughs> bailiff bottom are here to uh, help settle this issue. Uh, Judge Tez, what what happened? Bring, bring forth the charges. Well, um, it came to my attention late one night through text message that there was a screenshot uh, posted on the um, finicky uh, thread, and uh, it was a uh, shot of... Um, the front page of the league, uh, the league site, and circled in a uh, yellow marker type uh, font was something that said uh, "League settings changed," and then there were question marks. Question marks. Question All right. marks. All right. And 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 there's ands. That, All right. After that, uh-huh. let me say that there was an uproar within the uh, managers. Um, gifts were being thrown around and uh, oh, God. some uh, st- uh, accusations, and we wanted answers. All and right. Those answers were not found at all. We were met with uh, silence. Well, yeah, which I can't. Made, uh, and we did. I would say we did have a third party, you know, look at this screenshot and made sure that it was, you know, it was accurate. It wasn't, you know, um, there was no meddling. It wasn't a fake, you know, photoshopped image. So uh, it was certified, Julian. It was certified. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm looking at the thing, and there's a lot of pictures. Um, I can't find the pictures anymore. Okay, so uh, yeah, uh, what what it looked like is that it said league things had been changed, the league settings have been changed, and then like a minute later, league settings had been changed again, and that was Snake changing his team name. So I'm not, I'm think the word league settings is getting thrown around in a little bit of a loosey goosey way. Absolutely, no settings are different. I've looked. Uh, they're the same ridiculous settings they've always been. Um, so you've had a whole week, and this is what you've come up with, Julian. You've a whole week to think of. I haven't really dedicated the whole week, but I looked at all the pictures, <laughs> and it went down, and it's two things back-to-back. And either it says teams and divisions updated, league rules updated. It's the same thing. Uh, basically... Snake changed his name, Sermon on the Montgomery, to Gillikin's Island. And then the second teams and divisions updated, league rules updated thing is that he changed his abbreviation from Hoose to 3 Home Run or 3HR. That's it. You can click view and everything is the same. All that happened was that he changed his abbreviation. So... Nothing else has happened. It says it right there. They happened one minute from each other. That's it. You're all being ridiculous. So the the manager with the only access to the settings is blaming it on Snake. <laughs> I it's very precarious. And if Snake has had the settings this entire time, that's it's why Snake is Andrew Bottom, winning. go change your team abbreviation to Dick. And I guarantee you'll see the exact same thing happen. Number one, Julian, you already know I don't know how to do that. You're asking the wrong person. Seems like you're afraid to test the system, Andrew Bottom. (laughs) All right. Is that it? Is there anything else? Are we allowed to move on with our lives? I think before we move on, we need to decide on which text thread we're using because we have quite a few. There is a lot of technical difficulties going on here. I have absolutely no way to control that. I am the only one who can't see shit. If you want to post, if you want to text something that I cannot see, 
you use this the Zach's graveyard. Uh, it's I think it's because since I created that thread with an iPhone and labeled it Zach's graveyard with an iPhone, uh, it will forever include iMessages. But if I sent out texts with my phone and start a new group like I did. Uh, they're not iMessages, unless your phone only sends iMessages. All, it'll be all text messages, correct? They're all text messages, but iMessages like, are, yeah, iMessages are encrypted, so that only iPhones can see them. So you should have taken this into consideration when you got an Android, Julian. Maybe I did, Bottom. Maybe I did, <laughs> and there were certain people I just never wanted to hear from again. Okay, is that it? Are we good? Can we move on with the Finicky Football Podcast? Judge. For now, Judge. until Mr. Lyle and uh, Mr. Zach come in with the uh, main arguments of the court case. Oh. All right. But for now, we can move on. All right, until next time. Okay, we're going to do that thing where I play the music for 20 seconds and you can't <laughs> hear it. Yeah. It's playing. You can drink. This is your moment to drink. Dun, 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 dun. Welcome to the Finicky Podcast. There were some legal tribulations, but now the Finicky Podcast can begin. I'm here. I'm still going to call him. I'm here with Judge Tez and Bailiff Bottom. They're going to continue keeping their legal identities. Um, I'm really thinking about it. I wish I would have played the normal Law & Order song rather than just the part of the SVU intro where they just talk about sex offenders the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> really regretting that already. But Guilty. As, as you know, this season we're recording them live and I'm laying in the sound effects poorly as we go along, so there's nothing we can do about it. It's Thursday night. The Jets' Colt score is ridiculous. It's 45-30 to 30 with three minutes left. And all the players in it that I care about are dead and gone. Uh, Antez and Bottom, before we get into the waivers, uh, is there anything uh, standing out to you about where we are in Finicky Football and uh, NFL sports altogether? What, what do you, what's on your football minds right now? Well, well, my team sucks per usual, so I'm on a good pace to uh, just round out the year. Um, no, I'm I'm good. <laughs> it's not as bad as you think. We're the well, standings right now. Everybody's got a chance, pretty much, and we'll get into the two people that don't. But <laughs> eight members in Finicky are in it, and you're one of them. Everyone here is in it, even bottom. <laughs> Even well, I mean, bottom. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I took down uh, Mount Everest, Sir Jacob Moore, the other weekend by 0. 0.5 points. So don't say even bottom me, Julian. That's true. That's true. Andrew Bottom, giant killer, took down... Uh... Yeah, he took down Snake. Snake has only been beaten by two people, and those two people are actually on this call right now. You, Bottom, yeah. and somehow me. To point this out, not to toot my own horn... After Jake, I have the second most points uh, in the entire league. So, Julian, Look I'm at no you longer with the I'm analytics bottom. <laughs> that guy. My God, Andrew Lyles coming for his job. That's uh, it's pretty incredible. You and Zach are tied with five wins in the East, no, the West. And uh, yeah, Snake is dominating the East with six wins, but the entire East that matters has four wins right behind him. <laughs> And again, we'll get into the two people that um, just don't have as much of a chance as everyone else in a little bit. Um, but first, we're going to talk about, I actually think this is kind of becoming my favorite part of doing the Finicky Podcast, is the uh, the waivers. Let's take a look at the waivers. Um, looking at the waivers report, everyone was very, very active. Um a lot of $1 bids. I don't think I have to go into all of them. I'll say that uh, I got a shit ton of $1 quarterbacks. I'll say that. In fact, I think I got all the $1 quarterbacks. Um, after that, it looks like uh, Lyle put in a lot of work. He got Boston Scott for 6 bucks, Deion Jones, linebacker for 8 bucks, the Saints D for 8 bucks. Um, I tried to get Adrian Peterson for 8 bucks. 
Uh, Lyle got Van Jefferson for nine bucks bottom. You got Tyler Conklin for ten dollars. Do you know how many other people bid for ten- Tyler Conklin? Well, here's the here's the problem. Here's the problem, Julian. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it out there. The prior week, I put down a couple one dollar bids, but I don't know when people are bidding against my person, and so I don't know when to up them. And I was like, I need a tight end, so I'm gonna put down ten dollars and see what happens. It was very frustrating because last got week him. I got none you of got the him. players, none of the players that I wanted. And I think you actually got, I think, I want to say you had stolen one of the, it was like a head coach or a defense or something. I mean, I still did good. I got, I got other backups, but, um, so I threw it out. I didn't spend any money yet. So, you know, that's true. You got a, you got a good amount of money. You did let go of Rob Gronkowski to spend $10 on Tyler Conklin. So that's okay. Um, Zach put $16 down to get Taysom Hill, that. which was, I think I put a $2 bid on Taysom Hill. Because his brain is kind of broken. Um, and we then did also a, a, a seventeen on the dollar uh, bid for, for Devonte Devonte Parker and and uh, let go of two pretty good players for those guys. No offense, Alexander Madison. I, I can't remember who owns Dalvin Cook, but for whoever that is, Alexander Madison is on the wire now. And then we all kind of saw it. Uh, Derrick Henry being let go by Snake. Um, Let's give him the sad trombone. Um, Where do you actually see the 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 current waiver wire transactions? So you can go, go to league and uh, recent activity. Yeah, and it's a little bit different on the app. Um, it looks better <laughs> if you go to the actual page. Uh, so yeah, uh, Zach uh, got Devontae Parker. Uh, Snake picked up Adrian Peterson for twenty one dollars. Twenty one dollars for thirty six years of Adrian Peterson. Um, cause I believe the assumption is that he will try to play the Derrick Henry role. Uh, we can tackle this right here, right now. Uh, Guilty. Judge Tez, what is your ruling on whether 36 year old Adrian Peterson is going to fulfill the destiny, the spot that is Derrick Henry's position? I mean, honestly, like he's been the workhorse forever. So you don't know how much he has left, but I'm saying he has a couple of games left in him to prove what he has, but in the long run, I don't think they can. He can be an every down back like he was once before. How many but. carries in a game can a 36-year-old man, Adrian Peterson, have and still get whatever the requisite would be to keep giving him the ball? Let's say. I mean, we can also yards we can carry. also like bring up Frank Gore, who was like 45 before he stopped. <laughs> I think his kids are in the league now. Isn't that what happened on Monday? <laughs> this is true. Um, yeah, no, the funny thing is I'm not – I did not spend $21. I did put down an offer for Adrian Peterson, but I I did not put down $21 uh, mainly because no fucking way. But I will say I am cheering for this to happen for multiple reasons. One, uh, <laughs> Snake's method of success so far has been – he took. He's building the ultimate fantasy team that you would build on Madden. Uh, he he went out there and he he got. Um, well, he got Josh Allen, who is you know the prototype. He got Derrick Henry, who was you know everyone said he's going to get a hurt, but you know look what he did before that happened. And who I mean, who knows? He could have gone the whole season and broken all the records. There's just a reason those records usually don't get broken. And then um, oh God, what's the guy? <laughs> I can't remember the. Fuck is the name of the, not Mike Wallace, who was from the Steelers and now plays with the Bucks. Best Wait, wide receiver uh, ever, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. He picked up Antonio Brown, and it's like, what are you doing? It's, he's the third option on that team, and he was honestly scoring twenty points a week for a while. I love I the idea. Julio Jones pickup, and he got Julio Jones. Like Snake <laughs> is just pretty much building the all-time Madden team, and now he's got Adrian Peterson to complete it all. And I, I can't cheer fully against that i can cheer a little bit against it but i'm pretty proud of the guy for going for it so that is oh no the waivers report is actually not done uh friday there was a a little bit of a development last week we had this happen again where uh derage picked up sam darnold uh so today snake actually picked up a tight end mike Gusecki, who i let go because i i'm i'm pushing all my chips in Oh, bottom, you're going to have to come back for this because this has to do with your Tyler Conklin pickup for $10. So Tyler Conklin is a fine tight end, but barely in the top 10. Mike Gusecki is the number five tight end overall, and Snake just picked him up for $2. 
So he was he was on the waiver wire, saying. Yeah, I dropped him because yeah. I I'm was that? Darren Waller or bust, and yeah. you could have had Mike Kosecki for three dollars if you would, or ten dollars, or you know. Well, you know, maybe I know something you don't know, Julian. Maybe you do. Everyone, keep an eye on Tyler Conklin this week because <laughs> if he does five times as many points as Mike Kosecki, then bottom. Bottom knows what he's doing. And, you know, you're at the top of the division. I, I can't make fun of you forever. So, all right, moving on. I think it's time to take a look at our weekly matchups. And we will start with, well, two teams that aren't having a great year. But uh, we're going to look at Lyle and Bliss. I'm no longer referring to people's... Um, Record, since all the records are basically the same thing at this point, but I'm going to refer to people as their percentage of chance at the playoffs because um, apparently the ESPN app does that for now. So Lyle, 29% chance at playoffs, and Ben Bliss has... Andrew Bottom, guess what percentage of chance Ben Bliss has at the playoffs, according to ESPN? Knowing that he has one win, I'm assuming it's... I don't even know. Three percent. Three percent. It'd be pretty tough to win all the rest of the games, and no, it would be pretty hard. And as what do you think? Man, this no chance. <laughs> no chance. I've, I've, I've been there. No chance. All right. Well, zero. I'm going to go ahead and give Antes the points. <laughs> It is a 0% zero percent chance at the playoffs. Zero percent for Ben no Bliss, way. who uh, could not I, make I've, it tonight. I've I've been on the bottom too many times to know when my season was over. Pour one so. out for Ben Bliss. Uh, ben Bliss zero percent chance <laughs> at making the playoffs. Lay sick, bro. Going up against Lyle. Um, taking a look at the matchup. I, I hope everyone has the matchup pulled up. Everyone knows how we do this. Right now, Lyle is a 69% chance at victory, um, and no one's even played yet. Nothing nothing has happened yet, <laughs> and it's already 69%. But um, Ben Bliss must be actually active right now, being that I just I, I looked at this a couple minutes ago, and he had Winston starting, and Baker, you know what? I'm going to give him a call. I bet... I bet we he's making moves right now. He still has uh, Jones. Ronald Jones is out on a bye. He's got Devin White on a bye. Yeah, so he's he's, he's got to be making moves right now, though, because I've noticed he made the Baker Mayfield change. We're going to call Ben Bliss, and we're going to see if he's actually making his roster moves right now and seeing what kind of hope he has. And if this doesn't work, you know, maybe I cut it, maybe I don't, but we'll see. We're going, we're calling in Ben Bliss via satellite. All right, Ben Bliss, pick up the phone. I know, I know you're digging through your roster right now. You have nothing else better to do. In fact, it's Thursday night. He probably knows this is happening. <laughs> your call has fuck, been forwarded. Fuck you, Ben. Fuck. Okay, Ben's not picking up. <laughs> I know he's playing with his roster right now. Uh, you're right. He does have Ronald Jones, and that does not make absolutely any sense neither does a lot of his bench um he can just drop Jameis winston um but you know what i'll leave it to you guys uh bailiff judge what do you see here does ben bliss have a chance at two wins uh well obviously his current <laughs> roster no because he has two spots that are not filled but even on his bench uh i mean he's I guess Marquise Brown could, could fill in. Oh, no, it's running back spot, so no, he can't. Yeah, he's going to make some moves. He's got to make some moves. Yeah, he has Tanyan on the IR, Devin White. Yeah, like you said, he's on a bye. Um, well, you know, there's a, the waivers are still to give him a little bit. Okay, well, one, the waivers are still active right now because the people who are dropped – you know, yeah. during so my, it's, he, it's only Thursday. Well, so it's, he could still be time. picking up some people. I would say he, it's too late for him to pick up Naheem Hines, who was on the waiver wire and did score 20 points tonight. Now Ooh. that would have probably done better than, um, than we, than we know Ronald Jones will do. So, I mean, here's the thing. Lyle's got Brandon cooks. We already know when Brandon cooks is on the team, get lots of points and they're probably going to win so 
Somebody has to catch passes in Houston, and it is Houston versus Miami. Funny you mention Houston, Miami. They both are one in seven, just like Ben Bliss. They have no chance <laughs> at a championship. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, he's got he's starting Robert Tanyan. Uh, yeah, no, th- none of this makes any sense. Clearly, he's got a lot of work to do. He. Um, Bottom, maybe you could trade him Tyler Conklin for eleven dollars. Uh, I think we're all in agreement. Andrew Lyle wins this matchup. Are there objections? Sorry, Judge, that's your world. that's your job. Yeah. I'm I shouldn't have done that, but it's fine. I'll let it pass. Uh, all right, objections, abstentions. All right, Andrew all right. Lyle, Andrew Lyle wins, and uh, we'll move on to the next big matchup, which is Zach versus Stephanie. Zach with a 66% chance at the playoffs and Stephanie with a no joke. I cannot make this up. ESPN estimated 1% chance at the playoffs. That's something. That's something. So you're telling me there's a chance. He's gotten strong quarterbacks, but I mean, it's, she did. We voted. She had the best draft. Um, yeah. <laughs> and she's got Darius Leonard still playing. The guy punched out a fumble in like the very beginning of the game, but he just hasn't been getting the tackles. Um, outside of that, this game is pretty premature. Um, Zach's been stocking up on backup quarterbacks. I have to believe he saw Kyler get hobbled in the last game, and he knows that Ryan Tannehill no longer has Derrick Henry. So. What do you think is going through Zach's head? Uh, bottom, you spend too much time with him. You've slept in his yard. What What's going on inside Zach McKee's mind right now with his roster? Uh, well, he obviously didn't pick up your phone call, so he is not that worried about Finicky right now. Mm-mm. And um, I mean, I'll be honest that even though obviously ESPN's pointing towards a win by Zach. I feel like Stephanie doesn't have that horrible of a team. I don't know how Stephanie has a 1% chance to make the playoffs. Or how she's lost so many games. She only has two wins, but then again, you're right. Everyone's at four wins. You'd think she'd be able to rally back. Does the rally start now? Antez, what do you see in this matchup? I just can't look past the freaking Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott 1-2 punch. Feasting like, uh, too, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick, he's he's. Oh, it's Green he's, Bay without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and just ah, uh, it's just uh, I know, and he's. Look, I see Kyler still in his lineup right now, and I think he's just waiting on the final word on whether he's going to be healthy enough to to play. Oh, that's, that's an interesting way to even think oh, about oh, this oh. entire matchup. What if Kyler doesn't play? Yeah, I mean. You don't. You don't really. Well, you don't I mean, know. Shit, so I think though, that's what he Kyler was doesn't with, play, uh, the backups. You've great. got Taysom Hill or Jordan Love. Kyler doesn't play. Judge Tez, what is your ruling? What does Zach do if Kyler doesn't play? What's his better path to victory? Is it Mr. Love or Mr. Hill, which sound like fake names? I'd say with the way that KC defense has been playing, I'd go with Love, the unproven rookie, just like. How Aaron Rodgers years ago was put in the same spot with the surging against the surging Dallas Cowboys when Brett Favre went down and he just murdered him. I mean, just last week we saw White throw for 400 yards in his first NFL game. I would say anything's possible. So we're saying that it's possible that Jordan Love has the game of his life. And takes the job away from Aaron Rodgers. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying, Chris Antes, right now? Because I believe you own Aaron Rodgers. I do own Aaron Rodgers, but <laughs> not in this league, though. I don't think. No. Oh, that's right. You know, you have uh, you have Russell Wilson who's out. You yes. don't have you have that big quarterback who's out. Yes. Um, but I'm not saying this season. I mean, it could be a next season thing too. Yeah, I mean, buddy. This is intense. Um, okay, so we're saying if Kyler is out, you would put in Jordan Love. Tannehill versus the Rams. Like, all of a sudden, you look at it. Unhealthy Kyler and Tannehill without Derrick Henry versus the Rams. 
and Stephanie rolling with Patrick Mahomes versus a Aaron Rodgers-less Green Bay and Dak Prescott against fucking Denver, who just traded away Von Miller. Ooh, man. Yeah. Stephanie could she's got, the, she's got the Dallas coach as well. And this is at Dallas. And yeah. Dallas. She's, she's really voting on Dallas, though. She's got a lot riding on Dallas. It's do or die Dallas. It's kind of a yeah. buy low moment right now for them. It, and that Dallas defense is legitimate. And A.J. Brown, if, she, if Zach does keep in Ryan Tannehill, who else is he going to throw touchdowns to? Yeah. That's kind of a little. Oh, man. Right are there. we saying, uh, guys. Are we saying <laughs> are we saying upset alert on Zach McKee because he's not here? Is this happening? I'm in for the judge. All right, judge. What do you think? Guilty. Guilty. We got guilty. Upset alert. Upset alert. Oh my God, this is everything I wanted. I do want to note as well, Julian, you should probably try to trade with Stephanie for Derek Carr to get a decent quarterback. I thought about doing that a long time ago. In fact, I even <laughs> tried trading for A.J. Brown. I've tried trading with Stephanie like six times this year. None of it's worked. Mainly just so everyone would get mad at me. Okay. Moving on from Zach, 66% chance of playoffs. I'm interested. If Stephanie does beat Zach, I'd like to see how those numbers change. Um, all right. So... Stephanie beats Zach. Huge upset. Now uh, we're going to start getting into where we're invested because we've got Antez versus Derage. Ooh, buddy. Battle for Seattle. Now this, I'm glad we did this after Thursday Night Football. Well, I guess there's three minutes left, but Antez, you've got a healthy, oh no, the game is over. Yep, game's over. Uh, You've got a healthy lead. 32 points to zero. Win probability is still 51%. It's, it's, it's a 50-50 right now. It's, uh, you see it 50-50? Do I need to refresh? I, I, I'll, re- I'll refresh. Oh, I think it's 51. What well, doesn't fucking... No, actually, now I got... No, oh, that's the wrong fucking... Oh, I don't, oh, don't give a shit. Oh. Don't give a shit. It still says 51 Ooh. for me, but it doesn't matter. Okay. Four and four Derrige versus four and four Antez. I've got percentage-wise 31% chance at playoffs for Chris Antez. 26% chance at a Ben Derrige. Uh Jonathan Taylor right now looks like the number one quarter or number one running back overall. Uh, Andrew Bottom. I can't ask Tez. He's biased. He's a biased judge. I am biased. What do you see here, Bailiff? You know, I mean, you have with, with, with Joe Burrow, you got a Cincinnati Cleveland showdown. Both teams, that's going to be, you know, an Ohio uh, epic game. Uh, but I don't know. 32 points from Taylor is pretty impressive. Um, so that was probably not expected originally. I'm assuming Antes had a lower chance of winning this matchup going into it because that probably wasn't planned I don't th- out. I don't think I don't think it, it, it <laughs> registered that Jonathan Taylor was a guaranteed 32 points. Yeah. I think he did slightly <laughs> yeah, better. Um. He's got Buffalo at Jacksonville head coach, which you can get some probably about 13 points on that one right there if they get if they run up the score, which would be some, some... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not count out Trevor Lawrence <laughs> just yet. Uh, continue. <laughs> um, and as we said, Arizona head coach um, on uh, Derage, but we said there might not be, you know, a, a healthy Murray, so... I'm going to give Antez the little edge here because I feel like there'd be a waste for Taylor to get 32 points and Antez to lose this one. So I'm going to put it all the chips on the table for uh, Antez and Taylor. Ooh, Chris Antez, big bet. I do like that. Um, I'm looking at it. I've always looked at A.J. Dillon and been like, well, he's guaranteed six to eight points, but Jordan Love is in. So they might run the ball a lot. And if you run the ball a lot, sometimes you mix it up with your running back. So A.J. Dillon might get decent points. But that's – Devontae Adams obviously takes a hit. No Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the ball could technically go anywhere with Jordan Love. We don't know where he likes to throw things. My biggest concern when it comes to Ben Derge is the Broncos' D versus Dallas. I don't know why that would – be the preference there's even i think there's players on the wire right now that and honestly the panthers d versus new england well antes you're right here are you yes. nervous about that play i am very nervous you're starting that. mac jones you know that right i am i am, I am. <laughs> but i was weighing my options and i was like um there's not a lot on the waiver wire <laughs> to work with 
Um, yeah, I really have no answer to that. All right, no answer there. Um, hopefully James Robinson plays. I know a lot of people picked up Hyde because they don't think he will. Um, I think in our league, probably Hyde is still sitting on the wire. Uh, Hunter Renfro. I mean, uh, we all know what happened uh, with Henry Ruggs. Hunter Renfro might be in the position for more plays. So um, it's close. I do think that in the end, when everything shakes out, this uh, Jonathan Taylor business is going to help. And and Daryl Williams is probably projected for a good amount of points. And who knows if, if... Gore Jr. or whatever is going to get some of those snaps. Sam Darnold is not healthy. And Justin Herbert has 20 points in the past three weeks. He had one of those as a bye, but he has not been playing well. So I guess if Justin Her- Justin Herbert could also be the difference maker in this game. If Justin Herbert becomes the Jonathan Taylor of his team, yes. you might be in trouble. But if not, I think you got this one in the bag, big guy. Uh, hopefully I do. 51% probability. Reggae horn for you. All right. Moving on. Bottom. I think it's time. I think it's time. We you... don't want to do Zach first. What? We got another. We got a. Uh, or not we Zach. Do... We have. Uh... Snake? Yeah. Well, but they have more wins than we do. All right. Fine. Fuck it. We'll do oh, us okay. last. We're going to Snake. Snake. We're doing Gillikins and DeAndre the Giant. We actually had this on? conversation a little while ago where the... it doesn't fucking matter. All right. We're going. Snake. The roommate bowl. This is what I call it. The roommate bowl. Snake versus JP. Gillikins Island versus the Giant. Um, this uh, this uh, a lot of points were scored tonight, but honestly, Look, yeah, it looks like JP took a hit because the Colts D did not perform yeah. adequately. Two points for the Colts I D. Think, yeah, that happened all in the second half too. Right, thirty points, pretty much in. Also disappointing for Michael Carter. I drafted Michael Carter and very quickly found out he wasn't going to do very well. But then when he started to do well in the past two weeks, I actually got really bummed because I liked Michael Carter uh, at North Carolina. Uh, I can't believe he ended up in this game with only seven points, especially since the other guy he plays running back with fumbled. I thought that Michael Carter was going to play really big tonight. I didn't see Carson Wentz getting 23 points. Um, Is Tyrod Taylor on the IR? He, he is, yeah. yeah, it says IR until think, he plays. Yeah, I think these guys are all eligible to return this yeah. week, so they have some time before. That's why it still says um, IR next to McCaffrey. Until he's guaranteed to play, he's yeah. still in the IR. Because I, mean, I think they have a 21-day window where they have to be activated from, and they just wait as long as they can. Um, so Tyrod Taylor will most likely play. Otherwise, obviously, Snake's got some decisions to make there. Um not sure if Tyrod Taylor is the play. I mean, it is against Miami, but had he snagged Jordan Love, this would be a little bit more interesting. Also, Garoppolo, if you remember, I think Zach actually picked up Garoppolo and then dropped him to pick up Love. So now Garoppolo's on JP's team. It's very, it's been, it's a huge, a lot of moving pieces lately. Yeah, especially with George Kittle eligible to return. And, that's a, and, that's a big pickup right there. Right. If, if George Kittle is going to play football, uh, I do like Jimmy Garoppolo there, although I don't trust the guy. I don't know. <coughs> I guess Matt Ryan without Calvin Ridley. I thought <clears throat> Matt Ryan had been playing pretty well lately. Um, I don't know about Matt Ryan over Garoppolo, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, I, I want to leave it to bottom. Bottom, take a look at this matchup. These are two heavyweights. I mean, uh, even though Wentz got a decent showing, I'm assuming Josh Allen's going to throw in a good amount of uh, touchdowns versus Jacksonville. So I feel like that will be erased. Uh, a lot, I mean, Garoppolo never scores, not a big point scorer, so, so I don't really know that I'm scared of that for if I was a snake, but I guess if Taylor plays or doesn't play is obviously a huge, <laughs> of huge significance here. Um, I don't know. I just feel like snake always finds a way to win. <laughs> so well, just... here's a fun thing to think about right now. Is and, that and Chuba Hubbard, coach. Chuba Hubbard, and Latavius Murray are on his his roster right now, right? Mm-hmm. Chuba Hubbard is still not guaranteed to play because Christian McCaffrey could be activated from the IR. Now, uh, as a person that owns Chuba in another league, I'm pretty. I feel like McCaffrey may not play, but if McCaffrey plays, Chuba Hubbard is no good. 
and then you scroll down. Snake doesn't have a bench. I mean, he's got to drop Michael Thomas, I guess. You got to get rid of Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is not playing football anymore. Um, so he'll drop Michael Thomas uh, and put that person in. But also Latavius Murray isn't healthy. He might not even play. So there's two running backs in the starting roster that may not play. And I'm sure they're not projected for a whole lot. So this projection number might be skewed. I'm looking at the ad drop players. And here are the kinds of players that Snake could be looking at. Maybe Devin Singletary, Darnell Mooney, Devonta Freeman. Are we Devonta giving Snake Smith? help here? Because I feel like that's not what this podcast is about. Carlos Hyde? No, these are all <laughs> obvious. The highest projection is seven. There's no studs on the wire right now. And anybody who's projected six or seven on this list, it's a volatile six or seven. So... In fact, the best player on the wire already played, and that's Naheem Hines, and he got 20 points today. <laughs> so, I don't know. This There are two players on Snake's roster that are not a guarantee. And I'm looking at JP's, and the only real question mark I've got is Debo. And why the fuck is Tony Pollard there? What do you think, Tez? I mean... He probably took a look at that waiver wire and saw those players that you just suggested and thought he's better aroused with these guys. I think he's really right in the um, the Garoppolo. Uh, that's 49ers uh, with Debo and George Kittle. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a high risk, high reward. It is. But, but one's going to rob the other. But But I like it. <laughs> he's, he's really betting on the Niners. Uh, maybe he knows something do. we don't. And there's, it's also, you know, you throw out – records go out the door for uh, NFC West matchups. That's true. That is so. true. Um, I don't know. Kenneth Gainwell, uh, I don't love him, but I think that he might be a better shot than Tony Bollard. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Godspeed to both these guys. I, I would – if I had money in the game, I'd put it on Snake. What do you two think? Are you, you guys, who's, is anyone thinking the upset here? Guilty. Here's the thing. All right. So if it were Vegas, the odds would be in Snake's favor. So if you were to get, I don't know, a dollar fifty for every dollar you put down, would you put it down on JP? Would you be willing to oh, take that, that risk? If that was the case, then yeah. Yeah. But I, I think, I think, I think it's going to be a close one. But I, I, I would put Snake winning if I'm not in Vegas. You heard it here. Snake picks. <laughs> you heard it here. Bottom picks. JP. In That's Vegas how it's going. <laughs> JP wins. Bottom called it. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Bottom. Now we have, we got to get it out of the way, Bottom. It's got to happen. Yep. Battle Royale. Is, somehow now this has become the game of the week. It is Bottom versus me. Andrew Bottom, I hate to say this out loud, 78% chance at playoffs. Hey. Hey. Makes me want to hey, vomit everywhere. And me, I don't know even know how this is possible. 43% chance at playoffs. Oh, oh, Shocking. Um, I just like to call out Mike White had a perfect game <laughs> and got taken out in the second inning. <clears throat> okay? He was throwing I, heaters. I didn't know who Mike White was before. I saw your text <laughs> message that said Mike White. Didn't know who that was. And then I looked at our matchup. I said, oh, it's Julian's quarterback that no one's ever heard of. You mean the greatest quarterback in the history of time? They've already put his jersey from last week in the Hall of Fame. Mike White. Western Kentucky or something, Rand? Western Kentucky zone. Fifth round draft pick from 2018. Mike White. He had a burst score of like one. He was one of the, not a great draft pick. Yet here he was. He caught a touchdown last week. He did everything. Uh, he played two. He played uh, two series, ninety-five yards, one passing touchdown, seven points, and his evening was over. So I'm um, hurting now, um, and I don't even know if Trevor Lawrence is going to score more than Mike White. So with that being said, <laughs> bottom, this is not up to us. Is there? Is there okay, I guess this is how we're going to handle this. Yeah. You and I are going to plead our cases to the judge, and the judge is going to rule who's going to win. So, Andrew Bottom, I, I'll let you go, and then I'll – I've already started with Mike White. I'll let you go, and then I'll try to put my, my closing statements on this. Well, I mean, you just look at the, the two quarterbacks on my team. Objection! Yeah. Objection, Your Honor! <laughs> no! 
No, fuck that. Objection. You have a, a one in seven, a one in six quarterback. I know in Jacksonville going against Buffalo, um, which should be objection. Draft category. I don't know if that's at Buffalo. We'll let him finish. I don't know if that matters. <laughs> um, obviously, Mike White, who no one knew who he was until this podcast started. Um, objection. <laughs> Circumstantial. You will take that back, bottom. <laughs> Where you have the the, the fourth and sixth ranked uh, QBs in the league uh, with Hertz and Jackson. Um, so I think right from the quarterback start, I'll have a quite a large lead. Um, Eckler is back. Julian almost made me think about dropping him in the podcast last, last week. He's like, oh, he's hurt. That was foul play, sir. Objection, Your Honor. Hearsay. Um. I also think I made a good a good play with, uh, you know, my punter because it's uh, the Jacksonville punter. He'll be punting a lot against uh, Buffalo. So there'll be lots of punts. I don't know how the punter scores work, but a lot of chances to get a really good punt. So I assume all the high punt score. Um, also have the Buffalo D against Jacksonville. So I assume there will be at least 20 points or more for Jack for Buffalo. Um so really, it's a Buffalo versus Jacksonville uh, game here, and I think we all know who to vote on. Are you done, Bottom? I mean, I could go, but no, nope, you you're you done. All right, Your Honor, this man <laughs> is a fool. Uh, I'd like to point out that uh, Jalen Hurts does not throw the ball and barely qualifies as a quarterback. As a man who has owned Devonte Smith uh, up until recently, I can attest to the fact that. Jalen Hurts uh, fears the throwing the football and will only run. And that the Chargers... You have to say objection before you interrupt Bottom. <laughs> Your Honor, uh, the, the Chargers, while they don't have a very fantastic run defense, they have a good pass defense, which means they'll probably stop him. And uh, Lamar Jackson and Minnesota... I don't want to talk about it. I also <laughs> want to talk about Aaron Jones. I don't want to talk about Aaron Jones, nor Austin Eckler. I will say Javante Williams is not exactly a starting running back. And that Jamar Chase. I don't want to talk about Jamar Chase. Yeah, I neither uh, want to talk about Robert Woods or Cole Beasley. Um, but nope, don't want to talk about DJ Moore. I don't want to talk about him. Tyler Conklin was overpaid for. I'd like to point that out. <laughs> I'd I can't also, wait till Conklin gets 20 points. I'm going to be so excited about it. I'd also like to point out that uh, Atlanta has been doing better lately and could beat <laughs> the Saints because they don't know what the quarterback is. And I'd like to remind the court that Trevor Lawrence is a one-of-a-kind prospect and could find himself this week. And that um, uh, Darren Waller uh, is basically Henry Ruggs but nine inches taller. Uh, and the Rams D just got Von Miller. I rest my case. Uh, I, I give it to the court. Well, after hearing uh, both sides, there's a couple things I would like to point out. I mean, there's some bright spots on both rosters. I definitely feel the pain of of the Mike White uh, experiment just because I started him in my pay league. And His wife is here and she is weeping. She is weeping <laughs> in the audience. Uh, and I still, I, I still can't believe you're still starting Sunshine out of all the people. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, like, I mean, he's been throwing points out there all, all year long. So that's going to be a big hurdle for you. Aaron Jones, like, like all the stuff that you skipped, like I don't even, I don't, I don't even want to talk about that Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler punch. Chase has was fizzled down last week, but who knows what happens uh, this week. I'm in love with your tight end, Darren Waller. I totally hate Tyler Conklin's hair. <laughs> See that right now in his, uh, his little man bun. Uh, I, there is, I, it's very heavy on, uh, on Andrew's side right now. 57% probability. I know a lot can happen, but as things are going right now, I feel uh, Andrew Bottom has the upper hand. Just looking at stuff. Is that your ruling? Is that the ruling or the final ruling? (laughs) That the Rams D definitely can score. What we see, uh, what we see. uh, I think I saw 
What did Denver score? Uh, <laughs> that uh, was it last week or two weeks ago or something where they scored like 40 points or something like that? Yeah. It's definitely going to happen with the Rams. I had the Patriots when they went on that very heavy uh, uh, win streak where I was scoring 50, 60 points with them. And Defenses the are the new quarterbacks. Total, total turning true. point. Well, that's good um, to know because I have Buffalo against uh, Jacksonville, so I'm glad to know. That too bad is, they're going true. against the greatest quarterback <laughs> prospects. <laughs> this, is, this is true. But as things stand right now, um, lineup-wise, I do not sense an upset alert on this matchup. I'd have to go with Andrew Bottom. The ruling stands. I've been wrong before, so I'll just throw that out there. I'm upset. I'm upset with your ruling, Your Honor. I'm upset, and I hope to prove the court wrong. So, Julian, I just want to point out, Trevor Lawrence has only had one multi-TD game. That was his first game against Houston. He's developing, Andrew. He's (laughs) developing. He's growing. And don't take the fact that on the waiver wire, I took two more quarterbacks as any sort of uh, (laughs) lack of confidence. Uh, I will say, uh, I don't like Justin Fields against Pittsburgh. It's not like I love Trevor Lawrence against Buffalo. But what kept me keeping Trevor Lawrence against Buffalo is that if he scores against Buffalo, it takes points against UG. So it's just, like, honestly, like, I've got to gamble on somebody. But, like, I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm hedging my bets on one guy, the number one overall pick to Clemson. Oh who was good and then he left and now they're bad it's at jacksonville so it's warmer weather the bills are used to you know they're gonna it's too hot it's too hot too many alligators uh they're not comfortable um corderell patterson well i mean calvin ridley is out and tez i'm sure you hope that all of those passes go to kyle pitts but Personally, I'm hoping that Corderell Patterson becomes both the starting running back and the starting WR1. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Khalil Herbert gets his last week. He wants to keep his job. Zeke versus Denver without Von Miller. Sounds a little bit more appetizing. And Chase Edmonds uh, against San Francisco, uh, if, especially if we can't have a scrambling Kyler Murray, yeah, it might work out. Uh, but bottom, I, I do, I will say, I'm, I'm proud of you becoming the, the fantasy person that you are. I feel like we've all had a role in that, making you grow into the man you are. I hope to um, obliterate you uh, this week. <laughs> but I will also say that uh, I, I tried to bottom this year. I took as many rookie quarterbacks as I could, and it has not been working out. <laughs> Well, hey, Julian. Oh, call it the bottom project. That's what we call it. <laughs> it has been the bottom process. Um, all right. So we've made it through the week. Uh, at this point, we're, uh, the people who are listening to the podcast are basically going to listen until we're done because they've got nothing else to do. So we've got some beats that we can discuss as we continue to drink more. Many of them have to do with the Seahawks. Um, and uh, we'll just kind of um, we'll do a, a, a quick roundtable on these. Um Carson Wentz last week, I don't know if you watched it. He obviously had a game today, but last week Carson Wentz did the thing where he tried to do hero ball. Like I'm going to score all the points. And like, I don't know if you saw it, but he threw an interception to a guy on the two yard line. And that guy ran this in was, a touchdown. This was a, uh, in overtime. Yeah. Right. Well, no, it was the game. It was the t- interception brought down overtime. Then he tried to continue playing hero ball, hero ball. Carson Wentz does this thing where he's like, I'm bigger and stronger and faster than everyone. It's going to be great. And then he does the stupidest thing. Um, Russell does a little bit like that where like he just scrambles until he makes a miracle happen. Cause that's how it's always worked for him. And my question for you Antes and you uh, bailiff bottom is it are they going to change it can if you think some people feel like Carson Wentz is going to change because he went to the Colts I don't I think he's always going to be Carson Wentz and I feel like he's on the same level as Russell Wilson Russell Wilson's going to come back we watched Geno Smith who's not nearly as talented as Geno as uh, Russell Wilson kind of work within the Shane Waldron system and actually become Better than I think Geno Smith has ever been before. Do you think Russell Wilson is ever going to operate through the Shane Waldron offensive coordinator <coughs> system, or is he just going to be Russell Wilson no matter what? 
I start with you, Christopher Antes, because I'm not sure bottom knows <coughs> what we're talking about. I think um, I feel Russell does a lot of studying, and on the sideline, it was a new perspective for him. So he saw what worked with what Gino was doing within the offense, which was like a lot of short passes, bombs, like when, no, not all the time, but when they needed to happen. I feel like he's going to go for a lot uh, more uh, shorter passes to get the defense guessing on yeah. what he's doing. So I feel like he'll do that, but he'll still do his, like, you know, where he is running around for his life and makes a miracle happen. But I think he kind of, watching those three games on the sideline and seeing what worked for Gino and what didn't work, I hope that he was uh, able to see that and he'll add it to, to his game as well as like mixing in run play action and all that instead of like trying to put everything on his shoulders and just trying to go for the big heave to DK Metcalf. Cause it's, it's always going to be there, but you just have to keep the defense on the heels. Cause what we saw in past, like they know what he's doing. As long as they could get to him, he can't throw that bomb. Right. It's, it's the idea that he practices for when <clears throat> things break down so that yes. he's quicker to go to those moments, um, whereas maybe he should be practicing more for the moments before they break down, and he won't get to the moment where they do break down. Andrew Bottom, uh, any part of that that you understand? What do you think about Russell Wilson now that he, I think he's got the pin at his finger? We're coming back to him. We are in no way shape or form a favorite in the NFC West, but we do have a chance at the playoffs. Do you think Russell Wilson is going to be same old Russell Wilson? Or do you think this experience has changed him? Well, first it's going to be, it's going to be a rough awakening going to Lambeau field as your first game back against green Bay. So that will be, that will you know, be. yeah. Well, he difficult. has some good memories there though. Um, but I mean, I guess in this, even prior to getting hurt, the Seahawks weren't doing amazing. So I don't have the, after being injured and coming back from injury, my hopes are not as optimistic. However, I feel like by saying that on the podcast, that means that Seattle will do the opposite and win all the rest of the games and, you know, dare I say it, do the thing. I don't think you're wrong. I think it's going to be on Russell because we're coming back and we're coming back to no Carson. Chris Carson, they've been talking neck injury the same way they talked about Cam before he was officially retired. Uh, they don't know if the neck injury is going to get better. Uh, and the back of running back situation is Rashad Penny, who, if you watched, doesn't look great. And, uh, and Alex Collins, who is fine. I think he's officially fine. I don't think he's great. I don't even know if he's good, but he's fine. And fine is kind of where our running game has been all season. So that's not a huge change. Well, here's the, here's the thing. The difference between Alex Collins and Rashad Penny is that Alex Collins finds the holes that the blockers make. He's quick enough Rashad, to make the decision, Rashad Penny too. Penny just runs, runs forward. Well, in, and I in, feel we can, we can get by with uh, Alex Collins and Travis Homer, little one-two punch. It's like... Two different types of backs that think about it. Always they've been, implored. They've been training for this moment for years. Yeah. Uh, Rashad Penny's been in the you know whatever the human repair room, whatever you call that. Like they've been, he's been in recovery from an injury on and off for the past three years. And I watched him run into the back of linemen, and like that's that just shows the guy doesn't know. He doesn't know the Shane Waldron system. He doesn't know where he's supposed to be physically healthy or not the guy just doesn't know what he's doing and i would i would love to see nothing would make me happier than watching rashad penny do better but i don't think it's going to happen um with that that's our first seahawks piece uh the second is the nfc west is so all in we've looked at the rams have traded all of their draft picks presumably so that they can have a super bowl experience at the very least, a playoff experience, but a Super Bowl, I think a Super Bowl experience in Los Angeles because the Super Bowl is in Los Angeles this year. Uh, bottom, I'm sure you've already bought tickets. I've. Uh, <laughs> the the Rams, the LA is hosting the Super Bowl. The Rams paid for the stadium. They want more than anything else. They are all in 
on going to the Super Bowl this year. That's why they got Von Miller. They cannot pay Von Miller next year. I mean, the way it looks right now. They would have to make drastic changes. This is their year. So the Rams are all in. The Cards were already all in. The Cardinals bought all these old guys, and they're trying to maximize their ability to win now before they have to pay Kyler, and Kyler's already hobbled. And the Niners traded three first-round picks for Trey Lance, who's not playing football. They're all in, in inexplicably, <laughs> on Trey Lance. Uh, all of the other teams in the NFC have cashed in every bit of uh, stock that they have to either win now or to do whatever the fuck the Niners are doing. How do you think the Seahawks can capitalize on this as us being somehow the only people who, I mean, we did with uh, Jamal Adams, but now we're coming out of that. What, what, what did the Seahawks do to capitalize on the fact that every other team in our division has mortgaged their future? I'll start with Andrew Bottom since he has absolutely no idea that the answer to this question. Um, I'm going to pass my uh, response to Gersantes. God damn it. Judge. And as, is there a way out of this for us? If we can't win the Super Bowl this season, which seems unlikely, is there a way that you could see us leaving this season and feeling like, ah, we made the best of it? Well, it's, it's, it's tricky. I feel that <clears throat> we have key pieces. We have... We need we, we need to change some personnel, you know, like the definitely the O line or whatnot to strengthen and to protect Russ. If we do keep Russ moving forward, or if he, you know, also decides to stay or whatever. But I, the defense right now is like the main concern for me. It's like we've been running the same schematics since like 2013 since. It looked really good against Jacksonville. <laughs> that's, yeah. Well, that's like everyone was flying everywhere, and we kind of knew where, you know, the your Trevor Lawrence was going to be throwing. But it's, uh, it's, I feel, yeah. Like one thing is like this, this schematics. Like there's, a, there's, a, there's a time where we're always talking about, oh, we need better players and better players. But it's just now where people are like, hey, let's look up top. Let's look at the coaching. You know what I mean? Like, where are we going? We have the same. The we're trying to use the same philosophy that we used when we had players like Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, um, Sherman, um, and you know, we don't have those like one of a kind, crazy athlete players. I mean, we still have good players. I mean, Condre Diggs is great. Jamal Adams is great, but we need to find a way to like utilize their strengths like you know jamal adams is a rusher you know he's a linebacker in uh in safety it's safety clothing we need to utilize that we need to disguise his his coverage and his uh his blitzes but i i feel like it's our schematics are just too simple and too easy to figure out especially with teams that we you know we, we're playing over and over again in the nfc west and these guys are good and you know, they, they, they're catching on to, or they caught on to what we've been doing. Russell Wilson, our offense, I mean, they're still guessing on what, what he's going to do. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. their only answer to stop Russell Wilson is to go straight through our line and get to him. That's the only way we can stop him. You know, if they can catch him, that is. Yeah. I mean... And our answer to that is to strengthen our personnel on the O-line. Well, Actually the, the, get per some... the perfect play is, yeah, I feel like for the Seahawks, is they send a rush. Russell creates the three seconds of time while more of their personnel is committed to coming after him to that now we have enough wide receivers to outnumber their corners. And now yeah. someone's open and he'll chuck it. And like... That, that's what I, I mean, going back to what I said before, is like him on the sidelines seeing what worked for yeah. Geno Smith is just those, those, those quick, yeah, does, always is have the, a, those quick dump off tests. Is know? the it's, answer, like, I mean, I mean, honestly, that play always ends up 
the Russell scramble always ends up with Lockett or DK or Freddie Swain or whoever super deep is the answer to that play. So-and-so wide receiver, Alex Collins or Travis Homer, just six yards down the field. Because yep. six yards down the field is pretty great. Yeah. And, and we've, we've seen Gino do it too. Like, yeah. <clears throat> he did it to Lockett. He did it to Swain. You know, this last game he did a lot to DK as well. Um, DK wants it wants so bad. He wants to be the alpha so bad. So bad. That guy wants to be the number one so bad. I feel like if we don't give it, if we don't give him every chance, if we if we burst into flames this year because we threw the ball to DK Metcalf too much, I think that that's still not a bad ending. Like I, I think if we fall short of the playoffs and we didn't give enough targets to DK Metcalf, not only will he probably leave, but we'll always look at it as like, well, we fucked that up. Like, yeah. Yeah. You gotta you gotta feed that guy. You gotta feed DK because it's that point where at some point a wide receiver becomes a good option no matter what. You know Hopkins, uh, Devonte Adams. Uh, those are guys who at any point is they're good targets. Yeah. Uh, and a, a DK wants to be that. And if you don't do it this season, you can't just start doing it next season. I think this is it. You know, and it's also like how many teams would kill to have Metcalf and Lockett on the same team? That's true. You know? Right, Andrew Bottom? You know what? I agree with Antez. He's the judge, and uh, (laughs) Lockett and Metcalf, where can you go wrong, you know? All right. For Andrew Bottom, I'll make it quite simple. Uh, We are in the bye week now. Uh, Russell Wilson comes back next week. Uh, it will be in Green Bay, as you pointed out. What would you like? Name two things. I won't even go three. Name two things you would like to see out of the Seahawks, and don't say a win and don't say a lot of points. <laughs> two things off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to see Russell being able to scramble and get some good yards running to show that he's you know back in shape and you know exciting again. Um, and I guess I would like to see, uh, I don't know if I've gotten a lot of points scored against us this year. So I would like to see our defense, you know, actually, uh, besides Jacksonville, which everyone knows with Trevor Lawrence is no threat at all. Um, God's gift of football. God's gift of football. (laughs) I would like to see our defense, you know. Uh, start to kind of walk it down a little bit better. Tez, if we only throw the football, is our defense destined to give up a shit ton of points? If we only throw the football? I mean, like, you know, Russell or Pete always says you got to, like, run the ball, and that's what gives your defense a chance to be competitive. And so, like, we used to run the ball with Beast, play action when we wanted to, deep shots down the field, everything worked. Nowadays, we can't run the ball very well. But we did when we had Gino, because I don't understand it. But we could run the ball a little bit better with Gino. Is that maybe the missing piece? Is that is 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 Pete right? Is running the ball the better? When we come back against Green Bay, is the key balance or is the key letting Russell cook? What wins us that game? Well, having an offense on the field for a significant amount of time is very key to letting our defense rest. Yeah. Because uh, when Russell was just going to three and outs, like, you can just tell that our guys are just getting gassed, especially with a, if we're going to be going against Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he's just going to rip these guys apart. Like, so it's almost like, you know, when you look at it, like, let's say you did go 30 passes, 15 runs. But 15 of those passes went to the running backs, or 10 of those passes went to the running backs. You're still kind of talking about those throws to the running backs are still kind of the running game. Like, it does feel like, I don't know, I just feel like, yeah, when we said about let's let Russ cook, let Russ cook somehow always turned into, like, deep shots to the wide receivers all the time. Like, we're always looking 8 to 10 yards down the field, and... I don't know. It worked out great. Remember, Lockett was the number one wide receiver in the first eight yeah. weeks of last year, and then it all turned off, and everything went to hell. 
And I guess I don't know. Maybe maybe what Geno unlocked is is passing stuff to running backs, and maybe that's the missing piece. I don't know. I'm excited. I think Bottom pointed it out. It's going to happen in Lambo. We're going to get a glimpse at. I mean, unless Russ isn't healthy, which is something I guess could always happen. Uh, it's going to be pretty big night for uh, Seahawks football. Right, Do we Bottom. Prime time. Do we know if we're prime time for that? I don't even know if we are prime time for that game. Bottom, Google it. One twenty-five, I think, is the game. I looked at it earlier. Oh, not prime time. I, I kind of can't fucking believe that. Maybe it'll change with all the Aaron Rodgers news. I don't know. All right, I'm going to start ramping up the music. We're going to start getting to the end of this. We've gone through all the games. This is our last moment for hot takes. We have 30 seconds. Tez, 10 seconds, hot take. Derek Carr throws for 400 yards, four touchdowns, three of them to Darren Waller. All right, well, I love that news. (laughs) Bottom, your hot take. Trevor Lawrence. Fuck you. In the end zone (laughs) twice. <laughs> All right, you heard it here. Screw Andrew Bottom. That was me, guys. Good night. Guilty. <laughs> I think you squeezed in a guilty. All right, I'm going to stop recording. And I'm going to grab another. <laughs>